I'd like to invite any children we have in the sanctuary to come and meet me up here for a moment. And if you're worshiping from home, just to get a little closer to your screens this morning. We can share a special moment together. Thanks for reading, Noah. Helped us imagine the story. Hey, come on up. There's a place for you up here. Welcome, welcome. Good to see everybody this morning. I'm so excited to see you, and I'm so excited about church this morning. Of course, I'm always excited about church. But this morning, come on down, come on down. We get to celebrate a baptism. If you turn around, there's a little baby. His name is Thomas Michael Reed, and he's asleep. He didn't even wake up when the organ was playing, so he's a good sleeper. But in a few minutes, he's going to come forward, and I'm going to put some water on his head and baptize him. And one of the things that tells us is that that water is like God saying to him, I love you, no matter what. When we got together at 8.45 for the early service, it was pouring down rain in the middle of the service. And I thought to myself, that's also kind of like God, just pouring love out to us. I think God is always saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, to you and to me and to everybody in the whole world. And so one of the things I want to make sure we do in church is to remember that God loves us. And today, after the sermon, we're going to have a chance to come forward. Now, if you're in children's church, you might get one of these too. But we're going to be handing out these little blue beads that kind of look like water, don't they? They're little blue beads. And we're going to hand them out so that people can look at that and think about the fact that the waters of baptism remind me, God loves me. And I want you always to know that God loves you no matter what, and nothing will ever change that. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for the many, many ways you tell us every day that you love us. When we get to see a baptism, when we hear the rain, when we look at the beautiful earth, when we see the animals, when a friend hugs us, so many different ways that we get to receive your love. Thank you, God, for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, if you're three, four, or five, you can go to Children's Church with Pastor Maggie. And if you're older than that, you can return to your seats with family. And Pastor Nancy, too. Just follow her out. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, someone asked me, what is your favorite worship service here at the church? And I was actually stumped. I had trouble coming up with one answer because the truth is, it's like whatever big service is coming up next. Oh, that's my favorite. So Jazz Mass is, oh, Jazz Mass, that's my favorite. Or Ash Wednesday, oh, I love Ash Wednesday. Or Easter, of course, who doesn't love Easter? And so I was not surprised that this week, as we prepared for this service of remembering our baptismal covenant, I thought to myself, oh, this is my favorite. I love this service of worship. We get to hear the story of Jesus' baptism and then we get to remember our own baptism, if we have been baptized, or we get to, to hear more about what baptism means. We get to hear that voice that spoke to Jesus at his baptism speaking to us. 
the one that said, you are my beloved child. In you, I am well pleased. We need to hear that over and over and over again. And so every year on this Sunday, I get to say that as plainly as I can to each and every one of you. You are God's beloved child. And God is delighted in you. And if that is all you hear today, thanks be to God. But as I read the account of Jesus' baptism in Luke's gospel this week, as I pondered over what happened at his baptism and and what it means for us in our baptisms, I was drawn in a slightly different direction. I was caught by what John the Baptist said as he was preparing the crowds for the arrival of the coming Messiah. He said to them, I baptize you with water, but there is one who's coming who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, the word for Holy Spirit here is is basically wind, pneuma. He will baptize you with wind and fire. What does that mean? What can wind and fire teach us about what God is up to in our lives through the Holy Spirit? And so I want to explore these images a little bit with you this morning. John the Baptist gives us a vivid image of wind. And it's not one I've ever thought about that much because I don't know why, I'm not a farmer, but but as I explored what this image is all about, it's really powerful. He says it's like a farmer who takes his winnowing fork, like a pitchfork with several prongs, and lifts up the wheat that he's harvested to the wind. And that allows the wind to blow through the grains of wheat and to carry away the chaff to carry away that which cannot be turned into bread, to carry away that which is not useful, is not helpful, so that what you're left with is is the pure grain. And I wonder if that's a great image for us to think about what the Spirit can do in our own lives. If we can lift up to God our whole lives, all the good, the bad, and the ugly, and lift it into God's love. The Holy Spirit can blow through our lives and begin to help us let go of the things that do not serve us, to release the things that do not come from God, to take away from us those things that keep us from a right relationship with God and with others. So what I'd like to invite you to do is to take a moment to, and if it helps to close your eyes, to close your eyes, or maybe to get a pencil and paper and and write down, what are some of those things in me that I would like God's help to let go of? To picture that wind blowing through the wheat and carrying those things away. Maybe it's a a habit of of self-talk that is not helpful that way of telling yourself again and again, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, I don't belong. When here we have a Holy Spirit who is reminding you of your belovedness and your delightfulness in God's eyes. Maybe it's an attitude of of resentment 
towards someone or some group of people or, or toward the past in some way that needs to be released. Maybe it's an addiction that you're struggling with that needs to be lifted up into the light of God. Whatever it is, worries, anxieties, anything in your life that you feel like you need the Spirit's help to let go of, hear these words of John the Baptist and the work of the Holy Spirit blowing through the wholeness of your life. He will baptize you with wind and fire. What does it mean to be baptized with fire? Since this is something in Luke's gospel, I wonder if Luke, who also wrote the book of Acts, is pointing ahead, foreshadowing a little bit what happens on the day of Pentecost. After Jesus' resurrection, when all of his followers are gathered in one place and the Holy Spirit comes upon them like flames of fire over each one of their heads. And suddenly they're empowered to be speaking languages they never learned. They're sent out across the globe to spread the love of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Perhaps that is a reminder to all of us that there is a flame of the Holy Spirit within each of us. And that we are empowered and ordained to be ministers of the gospel. If you were baptized in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, you were also ordained as a minister of the gospel. So there is work that you are called to do. God has placed within you a flame to inspire you to live out your calling, whatever it may be. This past week I read a beautiful obituary for Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Stacy mentioned when she preached a couple of weeks ago that he passed away. And the writer was talking about this, this fire that Bishop Tutu had within him. It came out as a, as a sparkle in his eye, as a, 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 a oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Putting out of light as a display of kindness to the world, a twinkle. Sometimes it came out in righteous anger. In the face of oppression, he, he said he couldn't help but speak. There was like a fire in his belly and he couldn't help himself. He had to speak up. The flame of the Holy Spirit inspires us in different ways. Most of us will never be a Bishop Tutu. But maybe the Spirit is nudging you to reach out to a neighbor, to make a phone call to that person who's been on your heart and your mind for three weeks now to step out and speak up about something that, that is burning in your heart and in your life. But there's no doubt about it. The Holy Spirit has placed a fire within you and you are called to ministry. So we are reminded on this day that baptism is, is not only the belovedness being poured out upon us, but it is the wind of the Spirit working on us every day to purify us and refine us. And it is the fire of the Holy Spirit igniting within us to send us out in ministry to the world. You know, in just a minute, we're going to invite the family of Thomas Michael to come forward. But all of us together are going to answer the questions, the vows of baptism, and renew those vows in our lives. And together we're going to baptize Thomas Michael. And then the baptism's not over at that point. 
then we're going to pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit to be at work in his life. Baptism of water and the Spirit. And so my prayer is that all of us will hear in that prayer the gift for us. May the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ all the days of your beautiful life. Thanks be to God. Amen.